Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Today we have Tracy Gordon back on. I don't see her yet, but this is her solicitor. Uh, she is the Philadelphia Register of Wills uh, in Pennsylvania. She'll be leaving office in the next few days. She was on last week or the week before talking about the Tango titles and what that has meant to us. And so um, I have here with us her solicitor while we're waiting for her to come on. Mr. Presley, can you introduce yourself, please, and how long you've been this, a solicitor in the city of Philadelphia? Yeah, good morning, everybody, and happy holidays. My name is Ron Presley. I'm going to... I'm an attorney, and uh, since June of last this year, I've been uh, working with Registered Tracy Gordon, and uh, as the probate deferment initiative attorney uh, in in the office as a city city solicitor, um, and I believe uh, we're going to be discussing the probate deferment initiative yes. that was instituted by uh, Miss Gordon uh, about three four years ago. And how that has benefited a number of uh, citizens. Okay. So what is a probate deferment? So what's a probate? Let's start there. What's a probate? And then what's a probate deferment initiative? Very good. Probate, of course, is just a a legal term, which means to prove. So when uh, a family member passes away and other family members take over their estate. Estate is just a legal term for property. So the family member seeking to represent the deceased family member has to probate their estate or prove that they're the person um, duly authorized to move forward in a legal sense in representing the deceased. Okay. Okay. So the probate deferment, deferred, say that again. The probate deferment. PDI or probate deferment initiative. initiative. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the probate deferment initiative is to do what? How does that help others? Okay. When the family member comes to the register of wills office, which as you know, is room 180, right on the ground floor of city hall, easily accessible from the west uh, west entrance of City Hall. Um, they bring, you know, their identification. They bring the death certificate of their loved one, uh, and they will sit with an assistant register, a clerk, and who will interview the person regarding the decedent's estate, the decedent's property. And in the law, there are two general categories of property. There is what is called real property. Real property is real estate. It's land, it's houses, those, those types of substantial property. Mm-hmm. Everything else is personal property. Okay. Your, your wardrobe, your, your stocks and bonds, your certificates of deposits, your checking accounts, your cars. They're all personal property. And when the family member comes to the register of wills office and sits with the clerk, 
they will review exactly what it is uh, that the decedent owned at the time that they pass, and they assign a value to it. And based on the value of that property, the clerk or the register wills office will assess what is called a probate fee, uh, which is the cost of opening or raising the estate. And that, that charge is based on the, the value of the estate. Okay, so so let's say just for the sake of argument that when you open up the probate and uh, the cost of opening up and raising the fee is that the thing that's causing causing people to um, is that the thing that's causing people to just not do this because the fee is so exorbitant? How 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 low or how high can the fee be? Yeah, that's a good question, um, and. Based on our research over the past few years, mm -hmm. that is one of the factors mm -hmm. that has caused uh, folks to not move forward mm -hmm. and probate the estates of their loved ones. Mm -hmm. uh, good, morning. Generally... good morning. Good morning, Tracy. Are you opening up your camera? No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, then mute your phone for a minute. Let me finish having this conversation uh, with uh, Mr. Presley. Just hold on one second for me. One second, please. All right, so... The fee is causing people to uh, to not come forward and probate the, the 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 property. Correct. Definitely one of the factors. Okay. Uh, particularly when there is real property included in the estate, mm -hmm. as we just as we just discussed, real property is the, the real home, estate, right, the and land, land. right, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, real estate in Philadelphia is. I mean, even in our poorer neighborhoods are. It's generally in the six figures, valued at the six figures. Mm -hmm. And so to answer your question directly, though, Ms. Sanders, the mm -hmm. the cost of probating the estate, of opening the estate, is going to cost probably between $500 to $1,000 or more. Wow. It's a significant out-of-pocket uh, for For the assessment. average person, right? Yes. Yes. And once they pay that fee, then mm -hmm. what happens? Good. Once they pay that fee, then about 10 days to two weeks later, mm -hmm. they can come back to the well, room 180 mm -hmm. and pick up what are what is known as letters testamentary or letters of administration. Mm -hmm. And this is a very, very impressive document mm -hmm. that contains the gold seal. I mean, you're really proud when you get this thing, <laughs> and uh, it, 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 it could be framed. It's, it, it's so impressive. Oh, wow! And uh, and it says that you, John Jones, uh, as a result of uh, uh, the declaration of the Register of Wills, is now the the uh, the administrator if there's no will, or the executor if there is a will of the estate of John Jones Senior. Okay. And when you're interviewed at the Register of Wills office, the uh, assistant clerk is going to ask if you need any short certificates. Mm -hmm. A short certificate is just that. It's a, just a shorter version of those letters of administration or those letters testamentary. And they're important because you can use those uh, to go to any bank's that the 
that your family member had to close out the account, the bank will want, will want the short certificate. Ah, okay. 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 This is, this is such valuable information that I'm hoping everyone is taking notes. Now, here is my question. Let's say it's a husband and wife. One passes away. Does the other one immediately become the executor or do they need to name them as the executor in Pennsylvania? Um, Let's approach it this way. But in in, in 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 Pennsylvania, as it is in most states, it's as Register Will, as Register Gordon has been preaching for the last four years. It's really important to have a will. Um, but even if you don't have a will in Pennsylvania, the the law will write a will for you. Really. Absolutely. It's called the intestate laws, like interstate without the R, intestate laws of Pennsylvania. And basically, the intestate laws uh, sets up a, a, a schedule of who inherits your estate. And generally speaking, Ms. Sanders, the person who's going to be first in line uh-huh. uh, will be the surviving spouse. In that scenario. Okay. 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 Most now, if, now, if, if, now, if the, uh, decedent has Has been, Mm -hmm. been prudent and wrote, written a will, Mm -hmm. more often than not, she or he will name the the surviving spouse as Mm -hmm. the, uh, to be his what executor or executrix. Executrix is the, uh, female. Mm-hmm. form of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so that's used generally how it happens. However, there's no requirement right. that you name your spouse as your executor or executrix. You can name, just, you can I, name I, a I child. I, right, right. But I, I, I would think that it would shut down a lot of the foolishness if the spouse, if the surviving spouse is Absolutely. named as the executor, because Absolutely. sometimes when the children come in, there's all kinds of things, right? And then, Absolutely. you know, and then they, they are, well, I'm the executor, so I'm going to take uh-huh. this and I'm going to take that. And so well, as yeah. I'm talking to you, I need to go back and look at my will and make sure that my husband is the executor of the will and not Absolutely. one of my children. Absolutely. If my husband is not alive, if when I die, then one of the children becomes the executor of the will. But we have to and cut it, that middle thing out because it becomes wills, marriages right. and deaths. Lord right. have mercy. People have lost right. their minds. Right. Great question. Great, great, that's, great, great, that's, great. And you can you can write that right into the will. That's what you call a contingent executor so, or yes. contingent administrator. Yes. Which, you know, it'll be a clause say, in the event that my husband is not available to administer my will, I appoint. Yes. Yes. So my husband that's and I've got to go back and look at that and, and rectify okay. that if that's not what it is. This is why yeah. it's to help other people, but it helps us too, right? We're listening Absolutely. to make Absolutely. sure because when, if, if, God forbid, if I pass away before my husband, I'd like him to be able to go down to City Hall and say, look, look, mm-hmm. look, 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 as the executor of my will, right? Mm-hmm. Versus right. what of my sons having to come in from somewhere and to say, we're the executor. We want mommy's this to go there. Mom-. No, he's the surviving spouse. I want to make sure everything goes to him. He then decides what what he gives to the children, if there's anything to give to the children. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me, ma'am. Absolutely. Okay. But also on your will, it's not the person that decides, it's you decide. Right. Who gets. So be clear that 
just because you are the executor or executrix or become an administrator, mm -hmm. uh, or if you have the will, they don't decide who gets what. You, oh, are you already have it written in the will. will. Yes. yes. That's okay, why you Trace. make the will. Because yes. you're making the decision. The people that are the executor or executrix, so just because you name them the executor or executrix, they don't get to say, okay, you take mom's this, you take mom that. Right. That's why you make the will. Because wow. mom says, I want this child to have this. I want, that's why it says in the eight components of a will, you have to be very clear uh, very as to clear. who is going to inherit yourself. Yes. So therefore, you are making decisions of who gets what. Right. When you don't leave the will, then that's when it becomes a problem. Yes. Okay. Yes. So the yes. executor, executrix, they're only doing the business of what you told them to do. Ah, uh -huh. got it. Absolutely got it. Now Joseph Simmons says the letters of the estate have no power if there are no other, if there are other heirs. Textbook definition of tangled titles. Is that true? So this, is what he, this is what he said. The letters of the estate have no power if they are other heirs. So let's say somebody comes in and, and opens up the probate, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You get the letters of the estate. He is saying that they have no power if they are other heirs. Is that true? Well, see, there's there. Well, let's understand the different the different actors in a will. First of all, you have the testator. The testator is the person who makes the will. He's the, the author of the will, mm -hmm. the person who dies, in other words. Mm -hmm. That's the testator. Mm -hmm. the, um, the, you, you, in your question, you mentioned heirs, right? Yes. Heirs are people who, who inherit. Right. These are, these, or, or, or sometimes they can be referred to as beneficiaries of, yeah. the, of the estate, just mm -hmm. like in an insurance policy. They're the person mm -hmm. who receives the, uh, um, the property of the, the testator. Mm -hmm. um, now, there's an intermediate person that's very important, the person we were just talking about, right? That being the administrator or okay. the executor. Executor. That's yeah. a very that's a, probably the most important person named in the will, and the executor or the administrator or the executrix, if it's a woman, or the administratrix, if it's a woman, may or may not be a beneficiary, may or may not be an heir. Yes. But it's an important position because that's the person who steps into the shoes legally of the testator. Oh. That's the person who can go to your job and collect your last check. The executor. <laughs> uh, yes, because they are legally you as a result of the letters of administration, that impressive document you've just yes. received from 180. Yes. So, so then, so then the, the, the glaring lesson for me that I'm hoping it is for everybody else is be very careful who you make your executor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because <laughs> the Absolutely. second most powerful person, once you die, that person then is able to do so. Like they can go and close out your bank accounts, et cetera, right. et cetera, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, yeah. now with respect to your particular question, uh, I think the gentleman said that the, that the letters have no no, 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 no power no if there are other because, heirs. Yes. No, that's not true. That's not okay. true. Uh, okay. Because, okay. you you know, the, the executor is the person who's going to literally put your will into effect. Action. That's mm -hmm. why they call it executor, because mm -hmm. he executes your will. Mm -hmm. 
or the administrator because he literally administrates your will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also, Andrea, um, and I'm sure um, uh, my assistant solicitor uh, will explain it better to you. Um, there are penalties when the executor and executrix do not execute the will as you put in the will. The executor and executrix that you name don't get to do what they want to do. They get to do, or they are supposed by law, penalty if you don't, by law, do everything that you said in that will. So when you hear people say that my sister never uh, gave us any portion of the estate. She sold the house and we didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There is a penalty by law oh. and that, 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 that they could be charged with when they, in fact, don't execute it as the way you as the way you say it. That's and, why and, we and tell Tracy, people to make their will. Yeah. And Tracy, you just gave something that a lot of people may not have ever known. They just thought, well, they got the they're the executive of the will. They got what they wanted and walked away. And we hear that happening in our families all the time. I hear we, it all the time. Yeah. And there is a paperwork in my office that you can file. That's why my title is the clerk of orphans court that you can file uh, 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 with uh, us and dispute it. And by law, it's, I don't know the penalty. Maybe uh, uh, I'm sure um, um, Ronald, attorney president, will know. Mm-hmm. There is a penalty when you don't execute the will uh, the way that you put in there. So in other words, whatever you say, whoever you want to inherit mm-hmm. your property, whatever property you want them to inherit, mm-hmm. you put it in the will, they have to execute it, right. else is a penalty by law. Right. And one of the things that I remember Judge Overton told me when I first came into office, and this is one of the orphan court judge, mm-hmm. he said, that we really need to, to define the role of the executor because many times or oftentimes they end up doing what they want to do and they yes. don't realize that they're breaking laws because right. they need to execute it the way you say it. Wow. And then another thing that I'm finding that people believe that the power attorney has power after the death. But that, that's not fact, true. Once you die, the power attorney role uh, 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 legal role ends once you die. And that's where the executor or executrix will come in to play if you leave the will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Sanders, I know you're listening and I think our wills are in here somewhere in my office. I have to go back. I have to go back. And now I'm going to go look. I literally am going to go to go and look because there, th- this is this, this right here causes such a bone of contention, Mr. Presley, such mm-hmm. a bone of contention in so many families. That we want to make sure that we take away all the angst um, <laughs> and do what we need to do. Hold on one second, please. This is fabulous, fascinating information. Hold on one second, please. You are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be back with Ronald Presley, solicitor in the Register of Wills office and Register of Wills, uh, Tracy Gordon, right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com 
and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Thought Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host, Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. Normally, we have our Love is segment, but honey, this is love. This right here telling you all you need to know to protect your estate, whether it's a car, the clothes on your back, whatever it is that you want to, a simple will will make a whole lot of difference. I have here on the line with me Solicitor Ronald Presley from the Register of Wills office. He's been there since June. Um, this, this gentleman has given us everything we needed to know and then some. And then we have Register of Wills Tracy Gordon, who was giving us the, the skinny on all that we need to know. And now, I wanted to clarify something because I don't yes. want... Get, uh, offend anybody. Uh, Ronald is the assistant solicitor. I um uh I have I a solicitor, you. and he is in charge, or he's over my probate deferment initiative. He's the one that's assisting as my assistant solicitor, okay, got helping it, got people it. untangle titles. Uh, yes. My solicitor is uh, attorney Frank Capiz. Ah, uh, got you, got you. Thank you for clarifying that, because you're right. We get in our feelings when we're not acknowledging. No, they're not necessarily <laughs> getting their feelings, but, but I understand. Yeah, I get it. I, 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 I get it, Tracy. It I got it, and and thank you for clarifying that, so that we won't have to come back to this, right? Um. So, the question then becomes: If you have a will and the will is there, you will not need an attorney necessarily once you have the executor and people in place, right? And you also said, Tracy, that Madam register of wills that you need you only have nine months after the person dies to go down and get this probate done otherwise you'll start to incur penalties and fees correct you have nine months um to pay inheritance taxes else after the nine months whether you come down there and pay inheritance taxes or not they're going to invoke interest and penalties on you okay and, and inheritance taxes, uh, Mr. Presley, just so I'm clear, is the uh, whatever you've inherited from the estate, correct? So let's uh, say you inherit the house. Then right. you have to go and pay uh, inheritance tax. Let's say you're the spouse and you inherit the house. You have to go right. down and pay inheritance taxes? Yes, you do have to pay inheritance taxes. And one thing I would add to what the register said, that if you pay, there's, there's also a, an incentive uh, with regard to inheritance taxes, if you pay them within six months, there's a temper, the, the state will allow you a 10% discount on the, uh, on the taxable amount. Uh, but yes, you, you have to, that's one of the things that you do. Uh, remember the estate, once the person passes away, becomes a taxable entity. If you work with it, if you work with an attorney, one of the things you're going to have to do, you're going to have to get a tax ID number for the estate. What? Because, yeah, the, the, the estate becomes a tax paying entity. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to get a taxpayer ID number from the IRS that is going to be different from the social security number of the decedent. Okay. All right. Let me stop you all for a second because people are on here just as confused. So Laverne Cheeseborough says, so the executor has inheritance taxes? No, the executor is the one that just says they're just making sure that the will is followed in the way it's supposed to be. Correct? The executor correct. is responsible for paying the inheritance. That's part of their do. They're responsible for making sure the debt is paid. So, so, so and, making and sure that the inheritance taxes, taxes are... Yes, the inheritance tax is depending on who you are. 
spouses do not pay the inheritance tax. Okay. But if your child inheritance is a percentage, if you are uh, aunt inheriting is a different percentage, if you are cousin is a different uh, 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 inheritance tax. Okay. Explain the spouse inheritance tax that you just said, um, Attorney Preston. Well, there's going to be, uh, like you said, there's no inheritance tax rate. There's a zero tax rate for the for the spouse. There's a higher tax rate for siblings and collateral heirs. Collateral heirs are more like cousins and aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a higher so, tax rate there. And and what about if so the spouse has no tax inheritance tax? What if we then pass down something to the children of the decedent? Right. Well, that's that's one of the things that the executor or the uh, administrator will do is prepare the inheritance tax return. And, and and it's just like just like your personal tax return or your business tax return. You're going there. There's you know, you've got you have to add up the assets. And there are also some qualified deductions. One of the things one of the things that you can. One of the expenses that you can deduct from the inheritance tax return are the funeral expenses. Oh. So you have to you have to keep those receipts. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. the receipts from the repass. Mm-hmm. That's deductible from the inheritance tax return. The flowers, that's a that's a deduction to the uh the, on the inheritance tax return. Opening the grave. That's a, those are those are all expenses that come off the inheritance, the inheritance tax, tax return. return. And also wow. remember this. If there is a house, the inheritance tax is based on what the house was worth when you bought the house, not what the house is worth, uh, uh, the market value. So not the front door. Yeah. Yeah. So say, for instance, you bought the house, your mom bought the house in 1950. Uh-huh. Whatever the house was worth back in 1950, you would go to the uh, uh, department of uh, BRT. And if it was worth $5,000 when you bought the house, Right. That's what that's what you're going to pay the tax on when you bought how much it was worth when you bought the house. Uh so so that's why so okay, but this is see this is useful value. It's not the market rate, like it's not the market value today. 19, uh, right. uh, you died in 1950, and nobody uh 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 you know paid inheritance taxes. They're on you only going to have to pay on how much it was worth back then. Now here's the catch. After, if you don't come and probate the estate within after 21 years, say for instance, your mom been dead 25 years, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to go to the orphans court and file papers before you come down to our office. Explain that portion to them so people know, because there's people living in these single titles past 21 years. Roger, wow. explain the process they have to go through for that. Uh- after 21 years, if, in other words, if the, the family member has been deceased for a period of 21 years or more, you will have to file a petition with the orphan's court to be appointed or to be allowed to raise that estate after the 21-year period. And you have to get an order from the orphan's court judge, bring that to room 180, and then you can proceed as, as per usual. So when you say, do you need an attorney? Don't you need an attorney? Et cetera, et cetera. When you make the will, 
it's less likely a chance that you're going to need an attorney. attorney. Especially if you make the rule correctly. Especially if it's a self-proven affidavit. Meaning everything is correct. You have the two witnesses and you have it notarized. Everybody can object or or, 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 or appeal or, or fight a will. Everybody can. But the likelihood, that's why you'll see in certain wills, people will say that if anybody in my family contests this will, then take them out of the will. That's why a lot of times you'll see, even if the kids don't agree with what you leave, you put a clause in there. If any one of them decide that they want to fight this will, then they will be automatically uh, uh, removed from this will. So that's why it depends if, you know, and we always say consult an estate attorney. Not the attorney that you call yes. when you're in a car accident. Right. You want right. to, uh, and I always tell people when they try to avoid, you know, well, do I have to get a lawyer, pay a lawyer? Well, you know, I would, you right. know, I mean, if you, right. you could afford those red bottom shoes, you could actually afford to go and have an attorney, uh, 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 uh consult with you because there's a lot of, uh, 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 uh difficult, it's like, you know, family dynamics can be different. Like if you have one house and one child, then maybe you don't have to uh, hire attorney. You can write your will yourself. This is why I this is, I teach people how to make a basic will. But if it's some tedious things that you know yes. children from other marriages or you yes. know you want to consult with the attorney. And also, people always ask me, should I? Uh, I'm just going to put my child on my uh, on my title then she can avoid all that probate not having to come. There are consequences when you add somebody on your title. Tell them some of the consequences, um, attorney question, when you add somebody on your So when you title. say add somebody on the title for your house, is that so if you add yeah, a child? Yeah, like or, you have, okay. The house is in your name, and you right. say, I'm going to put my daughter's name on there, or my son's name on there, or, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to add them on there so they don't have to probate it. Tell them some of the consequences. I'm not saying that you don't do it. I'm saying that you need to talk to an attorney and yeah. tell them why you want to add them to the title. No. Attorney, ahead. tell them some of the consequences that happen. That's a, uh, that's, a, that's a very, 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 very important point uh, the register is making. And, you know, we have a lot of, took a lot of our seniors who are emotionally attached to their homes and they want the uh, um, their homes to always be the quote unquote family home mm-hmm. for now, henceforth and forevermore, the family home. Mm-hmm. And one the one thing, <clears throat> one point we need to make clear is that when you when you have an have an estate, when you do a will, the the will is going to basically operate on property that is in your name. Okay. Property that is not in your name or property that may be under an insurance policy is going to pass outside of the will. Regardless of what's in the will, the insurance policy contract is going to control. Okay. Now, so if, so if they wrote in the will that this person gets the house, but in an insurance policy, it says that the person gets another person gets the house. The insurance policy supersedes the will. Is that what you're saying to me? No, I'm saying the, the insurance policy proceeds will go per the insurance policy. Right. OK, got you. Got you. 
Now, with regard, but 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 you, but, but with regard to homes, uh, we were talking about husband and wife yes. uh, a little while ago. Yes, a lot of people, married couples, will own their homes as husband and wife, and there's a certain type of ownership that is reserved for husband and wife in Pennsylvania and in most states. That's called tenancy by the entireties. E-N-T-I-R-E-T-I-E-S, entireties. And what's the special aspect of owning real estate by the entireties is that is the the is the ownership of the property will go to the survivor automatically. Okay. Right. Okay. So if but you if, but, own, but if you add but if you, Andrea, Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Because my brain is going all the time. I know. Let him finish. Go ahead. All right. All right. So if 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 you're if ABC one two three State Street is owned by John and Jill Jones, husband and wife, and John passes away, Jill will own the property outright, one hundred percent, regardless of what John has in his will, because it passes by the deed. Yes. He passes by the deed. Jesus. Okay. okay. So, okay. Now, tell so, them okay. if it's in one, if there's no will and the house is in one of the spouse's name, explain to them how that Then passes. it's part of the estate. Then it becomes part of the estate. And then the so, will then comes into play. Absolutely. So, so the question I was wanting to ask was, if the, the house is in the spouse's name and then they add a, a sibling, or they right. add a child. That's the question that I wanted to have answered. Right, what right, are the penalties right, for right. those people if they, you know, then go to go get the house after you've passed away? And the 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 I don't I'm not saying there's a particular penalty, but there certainly is a consideration that people need to look at before adding anyone to uh, their real estate, and that is if you when you put someone's on your property, you're also bringing their judgments, their tax, their, their tax liens. Oh, 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 you bring, you're bringing all their luggage onto your property. Their spouse. So if if they have if they owe taxes, then guess what? The IRS can now come after your house for those taxes that they owe. So you have to be very, very, very careful. Get a get a credit report, do a judgment lien search, a title report, uh, uh, regardless of who it is, uh, before you put somebody's. And, and, and you, we've had seen some devastating examples of senior citizens put a young child name on their house and the young child had judgments and liens and and whatnot before she knew it, the IRS is at her door. Yeah. So you have to be really, 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 really circumspect. About and also wait. in order as a senior to qualify for a basic system repair grants or something like that, or you want to get a grant to modify the house, modify the, the stairwell, and get that person that's on their will, they're going to take their income into consideration as well. So the little bit of inheritance tax that you're trying to avoid can possibly cause you a big problem because once you add somebody 
to your title of your home, they own it outright. And you can't just say, all right, I changed my mind. The only way that you can get them off your title, explain to them how you get them off your title. They're going to have to volunteer, correct, uh, attorney president? Yes, they'd have to just agree to do it. And many times they don't. Oh, many times they don't disagree. All right. Well, I mean, would you? If, you add, if, somebody <laughs> add you, if somebody adds you to the title of their house and your mom say, oh, I don't want you in the title. You come down here, we're going to change it again. Uh, you could say no, because you technically are the owner of the house. I'm, we're not recommending that you don't do it. What we say is before you add somebody to the title of your property, whether it's your kid, your only child, or whoever you want, consult with an attorney and go Absolutely. to an attorney and tell them, what are you trying to avoid? What are you trying to do? And they will tell you the good and the bad. It could possibly be good for your family. All we're trying to tell you from the Register of Wills office is always, always consult with an attorney because there are different consequences. There are different, it's different sets of opinions. If you want to avoid uh, your child having to pay inheritance taxes, then leave them the amount of the inheritance taxes they will have to pay. You know, mm -hmm. if, 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 if you choose to do so. So again, we're not telling you not to do it. We're telling you before you make a decision, don't take the advice of your neighbor, your uncle, your smart aunt, uh, or whoever. You need to take the advice of an estate planning attorney. Hold on one second, please. Jesus, this is so valuable. I'm telling you, you all share this far and wide because I don't know if we'll ever have the opportunity to have such an enlightening conversation. When we come back, I want you, someone says, uh, they called into the radio station and asked Fahim this. I want you to hold on to this thought for me. What happens when a home is in reverse mortgage when someone passes Ooh. away? <laughs> okay. Well, all right then. You are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be back with the final segment of The Source today and this hot topic about tangled titles, leaving your wills, reverse mortgages, property estate values, executors and administrators and decedents and all the things that come along with it right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to the final segment of The Source today. And this is one of those days when I wish I had a three-hour show versus a two-hour show. Because I still have a ton of questions and I'm losing my mind. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host. Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. I have a assistant solicitor, Ronald Presley, on with me from the Register of Wills office. I have the Register of Wills, Tracy Gordon, on. And we have been having a riveting conversation about uh, taxes, probate, all the things, right? So before we went to break, someone wanted to know what happens when there is a reverse mortgage on the house when someone dies. And both Mr. Presley and Tracy said, Woo! <laughs> so 
let's get into that conversation because I had the attorney general's office on a few weeks ago where they're saying that seniors particularly who own their homes are being targeted by these predators for predatory lending. And far too many seniors, seasoned citizens, are accepting these reverse mortgages. Your family members don't know. You die and then you are going, wait, what? There's a what on here? And what does and they, you, they lose everything, right? So let's talk about that. What does that mean when someone dies and the person that inherits the home finds that there was a reverse mortgage on the home? Well, you have a mortgage company who's going to be first in line. To take the house. To take the house. So, well, be, because what the, the and, and as you just said, the senior citizen has done is traded the equity in their home. And of course, equity is the difference between the market value of the house and the amount of the mortgage. And of course, a lot of our seniors have already paid pay. off the house. So that's a considerable amount of money. They don't get it all at once. They get a, a monthly amount that they use to augment their retirement income. But when the, the, the family member passes away, then either the survivors, the heirs, they can pay off that mortgage that they took out. And a lot of times they're not in a position to do that or the mortgage company is going to, to sell the house. So what in this, essentially what you're saying to me is this is predatory lending because they understand these are seniors. They only have a finite amount of time left to live. They can tell from looking at the records that the houses are paid for. So you're right. targeted for the reverse mortgage. What they're essentially doing is coming to get your house. They're just giving you a payment over time. As soon as you die, they come in and swoop in because they understand the value of that house, which then means your property is taken away from you. Stop me when I'm wrong. I can't keep going. <laughs> Black Jesus. Tracy, yeah. tell, tell us what, <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us what your thoughts are on this, please. Well, I was wondering, um, and I was talking to people that are experts in the housing um, uh, industry, and I was saying, why would you know people uh, do these reverse mortgages? And they were saying that a lot of them have gambling problems, and they want to get that extra money so they can gamble. I'm not too sure about it. Not but the first time do, I've heard it, though. I've heard and, this before. Yeah, yes. But, so what I'm what 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 what's happening is. The family uh, uh, comes, there's no will um, most of the times. And then the family, know, uh, you know, uh, will be uh, notified uh, that there is another interest party, which is that mortgage company that took out the um, reverse mortgage. And the option would be, well, buy them, buy them out. So you don't know how long mom has been in that agreement. It could be 10 years, maybe it's three months, you know? And so the family don't have the money or can't get uh, approval for a loan so they could pay off the reverse mortgage or the money that mom got. Uh, uh, and, and a lot of times and oftentimes they end up losing the property or the estate. The generational wealth is gone. Wait a minute. I have one more question for you. You're going to have to come on monthly. I know you're stepping out of office, but you have a, a, a plethora of valuable information 
and people are having headaches over here. They're trying to figure out all of this. We can't do this as a one and done. I'm going to have to have you come on monthly. Somebody wrote Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on. What happens when one spouse owns a property and would like the property sold? Can the funds be shared with whomever, meaning percentage to spouse and children, or does the living spouse automatically become the inheritance? I think the living spouse automatically becomes the inheritance if they're the one selling the house and they decide. Then, in other words, they don't have to give it to you, right? Well, that's, Am I wrong? that's, that's what you think. Let's see what the expert, let's see okay. what the attorney says. What do, you, what do you say, sir? Now, it, it, question, is there a will? You can, I mean, a, a, person, no. a, a, a will, I mean, a t- the testator could, could make that explicit in his will, that the house be sold, that the proceeds be divided, X, per- X percentage to spouse, X right. percentage to children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the as Miss Gordon says, you know, you have the power when you right. do a will to right. uh, make that determination. Right. And if there's no will and the house automatically goes to the spouse and the spouse sells the house, does that spouse have to then distribute the wealth between themselves and the children that are left behind? There again, that is going to depend. We were just talking about if the house is in the, is in is titled in the name of husband and wife husband passes away then the house belongs to wife 100% regardless of what's said in the will regardless of the estate so if wife decides to sell and keep the 100% of the proceeds of a house that was owned by the entireties there's nothing illegal there or improper, so, really. So, so then, but if so the then, house is in one, the question is, if the house is in one of the spouse's name and there is no will. Right. That's, the, that's what he just explained. That if there is no will, Tracy, then the, 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 it, it, the spouse automatically inherits the home. And by the deed. By the right. deed. Right? right. And that spouse, if they decide to sell the house, doesn't have to distribute it between anybody else, but they can keep it themselves. This that's is correct. What, but Fahim says, I'm just going to keep renting my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the last thing I want us to talk about, because we have two minutes left. You have an inheritance tax. Do you have to pay it all up front? No. Um, no. No, no, you don't. You can make payment arrangements with the Department of Re- Re- Revenue. You can okay. make payment arrangements with the Department of Revenue. Go ahead. What was you going to um, add to that, uh, Attorney President? Yeah, I mean, uh, you you like 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 we said, you know, there is a there is a discount offered by the Department of Revenue if you pay it right away. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, uh, they'll 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 give you a, a payment terms if you can. Okay, so there's that. Joanne Kemp says, medical wills and financial wills are they different from a regular will? Oh yes, oh yes, and that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, oh hell. And, and, okay, and, y'all need to come back on. I can't. <laughs> too much. Medical wills are, are called living wills. Living wills, and okay. and that's those are basically a set of instructions given to your doctor as to the nature and type and extent of care you want to have administered uh, in in, uh, in your in your final illness. Oh, that's a separate separate document altogether, but it's something that's. Uh, really helpful for your medical providers. Yes. Yeah, so one per last thing, and I, then I have to have to go. Laverne is saying now. So now we need to add to Let the will. Me, I want to. Ex- I want uh, Presley to explain this real quick. For instance, if somebody 
owned a home before the marriage and it's in that one person's name is no will. Explain to it when uh, the 33rd, 30, 33 and a third comes in and then the other portion of the asset has to go to the ch- surviving children. Explain that part. Basically, you're talking about the right of election. And that is written into the law uh, where by uh, it's a protection for spouses so that the surviving spouse just can't write them out. Uh, a surviving spouse has is entitled to one third of the estate of the deceased spouse by law. And I mean, you can you can waive that. Uh, sometimes uh, you'll, you'll find in a, uh, like a lot of divorces, for instance, yeah. uh, 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 divorcing parties will waive their right of election uh, against the other spouse. But that's what it is. It's uh, basically was written to the law a long time ago so that husbands couldn't write their wives out of their out estate. Of the mm. <laughs> All right. I got to go with 655 Solomon Jones. This is live radio. So Solomon Jones has to come on, but I I reserve the right to bring you both back if I can. Even if you're not working for the Register of Wills officer, I'd love to bring you back because the people are loving on you. Tracy Gordon, thank you so much. Happy holidays to the both of you. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 